God, I just pray as we um, get ready to hear your word today, God, that you will just um, open our hearts, Lord, to you. Open our eyes to you, God. Open our minds to you. God, as I pray, as we um, hear about the armor of God, that you will just remind us who we are in you, God, that we don't have to shy away. We can stand firm in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can go ahead and have a seat. Um, I just want to welcome you guys here. Uh, to Fellowship Church. If you're joining us online, thank you so much for joining us. If you're here um, enjoying our amphitheater, we're so glad that you guys came. Um, my name is Ladina. I'm the pastor of operations here at Fellowship Church. I have been going here for about 12 plus years. I don't know. I forget. Um, that happens when you get old sometimes. You just forget how long you've been going somewhere. Um, I have three kids. Uh, my husband runs the FC online. And so we're just so glad you guys can join us and just so glad to be here with you guys today. Um, we've been talking about the armor of God. And so I have some prizes for kiddos who know these answers. And kiddos is subjective. So if you know the answers, I'm just going to throw something at you. So make sure you're a good catcher, okay? So last week, Pastor Anthony talked about what? Who knows what we talked about last week? Raise your hand if you remember what we talked about. Oh, yes, Kendra. The belt of what? The belt of... Yeah, all right. So I win, Anthony. Kendra answered my question. So because of that, she gets three, and I'm terrible, thrower, pieces of candy. All right, I win, Anthony. So um, key to a child's heart is through chocolate. All right, so Pastor Anthony talked about the belt of truth. Um, does anybody remember what his key phrase was? It was from our paper we did last week. Does anybody remember the belt of truth holds what together? Who remembers? Anybody, any age, it doesn't matter. Okay, what, David? You're right, everything together. Here you go. I don't want to hit Zane, so you might want to duck because I'm uh, honestly terrible. All right, all right. Woo! Played a lot of softball growing up. Um, so we talked about the belt of truth. We talked about how it holds everything together. And if you are under, if you're in sixth, uh, fifth grade and under, you guys have a new paper. And so I'm just keep an eye out where I'm going to tell you what the answers are for this paper. But I'm asking to ask you to do some reading maybe. I don't know. It depends um, how hot it gets out here, how fast this message is going to go, honestly. Okay. So hang on. Gear up. Get ready because I might be talking fast because I don't like to sweat. So just kidding, obviously. All right. So Anthony talked about the armor. And when we kicked off this sermon last uh, two weeks ago, God really um, kind of lit something inside of me because I think that for me, I have gotten kind of just lazy and forgetting who we are as Christians. Sometimes I forget as followers of Christ, we've been called to suit up. We've been called to stand and to fight. I think sometimes we take the back seat of things. Sometimes I personally know that I do. I'll take the easy way out. I won't um, engage in spiritual warfare or, or those types of things because I just don't want to, I don't want to put in the work. Oh, sprinkler. <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> see, you're missing out if you're online. All, see, if they had their armor of God, they would have been ready. They would have been ready. <laughs> we just want to make sure that you're covered from this heat. All right. So that's good. Uh -huh. That was not on purpose, Matt. I promise. 
All right. So we, he, Pastor Anthony told us that we are not in physical battle, but it's a spiritual battle, and that we as call, followers of Christ have been called to suit up and to, we are soldiers of Christ, basically. And that just really resonated with me over the last couple of weeks, and it's been something that, honestly, I've probably been trying to fight against, and I've just been kind of trying to ignore it and, like, I don't really want to do that. But God's just been, like, knocking and, like, Lydina, it's time, it's time, it's time. And so today we are going to talk about the breastplate of righteousness. And so I'm going to just read Ephesians 6, 11 through 20. And I'm going to read it, and that's the whole armor of God. But I just want us to remember, kind of get some, rem remind us of what we learned about, where we're going, and where we're headed. Because I think it's important for us to know those things. So Ephesians 6, verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Verse 12 says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the day, in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. And I just want to pause there for a second because I think sometimes we, I know me, I get like a little wishy-washy sometimes and I'm kind of swaying sometimes when things are going a certain way, I'll kind of step back. But God really is challenging us, I think, in this, especially this message and today to stand firm. We need to stand firm in Christ. We are a new creation, the Bible says, and God has created us and he has saved us. Then that means that we don't have to be afraid of things. We don't have to waver. We can stand firm. We can just stand and know that God has our back. And yeah, the world may be crumbling around us. Our own physical world may be crumbling around us. Things may be going to, you know what, in handbasket. But guess what? We still have a creator. We still have a God that is going to be there for us. He's going to protect us. And he is going to do what he says that he is going to do. Um, verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. In verse 15, it says, And as the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. In verse 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 says, Pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance and making supplication for all the saints. Also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mysteries of the gospel. For, I, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And that last verse, I'm sure we're going to go over it in a few weeks, but God just really, put, as I was reading through this this morning, God just reminded me that we may feel like that we're in chains. We may feel like we're chained down, that we can't move, that we, have, we can't go to the right or to the left. But it says that, that I may declare it boldly, it, the gospel, Christ, as I ought to speak. And just reminding us today to be bold. Be bold in Christ. Be bold in our salvation. Be bold in who we have as a Savior. Because this is the God that spoke the world into existence. Literally just said, let there be light, and there was light. He breathed his breath into man, and he is on our side, and we need to remember that. Okay, so we're going to break it down a little bit. We're going to go into the last half of the verse today. But before I do, does anybody want to read this for me? Any kiddo in the audience at all? 
for chocolate, Bentley? Four pieces of chocolate. Oh, come here. Can you come on, Lila? I didn't see you up there. Sorry. You were all wet from the hose, so. Okay. You're going to read right here. Stand there. Stand there for having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on breastplate of righteousness. Yeah. Let's give her a hand. Here, come here. Come here, Lila. I'm giving him chocolate, Matt. I'm not sorry about it. All right. There you go. There'll be other opportunities, okay? All right. So we're going to be talking on, it says, having uh, put on the breastplate of righteousness. So as we look at our lovely um, model here, Jen, um, what is the purpose of the breastplate? Does anybody know what the purpose is? Can anybody give me an idea or have a clue? Yeah. What is it? Oh, good job, Hannah. Not getting stabbed. That's a good, that's a good job. Don't hit your dog. Okay. Don't feed that to the dog. You know, they're not. <laughs> oh, do you want this one? Sorry. Can you eat that one? Okay. So not getting stabbed. Any other, anybody else have an idea of what the breastplate does? Who said that? Gardrard. I'm going to, I'll get you after, okay? Because I know there's a lot of casualties that would happen <laughs> that aren't wearing a helmet up there. So. Okay, yes, it protects your heart. That's right. Um, the breastplate is the central part of the Roman soldier's army, and it provides protection to the torso, which contains vital organs like the heart, the lungs. And so without it, a soldier who is fighting would definitely um, become instantly dead without having some sort of protection, and an attack could instantly become fatal. With the sturdy breastplate, the very same attacks become ineffective and useless as the blows glance off the armor. So that just reminded me too, like if we look at this in the spiritual way, is that any attacks that we have against us, if we're wearing our breastplate of righteousness, you know, they're going to be less likely to pierce our heart because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be ineffective. Um, now we're going to kind of break it down a little bit further. We know that it protects our organs, it protects our heart. Um, but the word righteousness is added to it. And so who thinks they know what righteousness means? Do you, Janelle? Right, standing with God? See, I'll see you after again. There's a lot of casualties, but I will get you some. <laughs> um, yeah, so right, standing to God. To be righteous is to do what's right in God's eyes. Um, God's commandments are righteousness. In contrast, lawlessness is sin, and sin is the opposite of righteousness. So to be righteous is to obey God's laws. So if we're going to be righteous, we need to be following what Christ has called us to do. But here, here lies the problem, that we are human. I am human. So I mess up a lot, and I am full of sin because we're human, and we are supposed to be putting on this breastplate of righteousness. We're supposed to be protecting our hearts from sin, and learning to be righteous or right before God. So in order to do that, we are to strive to live a life that God has called us to live. And sometimes, you know, that gets tricky. Sometimes we forget that. We forget that we're supposed to be striving toward this better life. We get caught up in whatever's going on around us. We get caught up in our own self. We get caught up in 
things that we shouldn't be caught up in, and we get stuck. And so sometimes our breastplate of righteousness could get a little damaged or a little rusty or maybe not even on at all. So then when the things happen, it's, it gets us even harder, hits us even harder. Um, so if you guys have your papers, I'm going to tell you the answer. So you guys ready? Are you listening? Are you ready? I can't hear you. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Some of you are ready. Where's your paper? You're not ready if you don't have it in your hand. Oh, it's close. All right. So what piece of armor are we talking about today? Do you guys know? Brianna? Oh, look at her. She talks for candy. Oh, sorry. Bad shot. That's for you. Just get it. Okay. We're talking about the breastplate of what? The breastplate of what? Who said that? Okay, well, come see me after if you said that. I didn't hear. So the breastplate of righteousness. Okay, the breastplate, the answer is the breastplate protects the heart. Okay, so that's our answer. So you guys are going to want to know that for next week. Okay, so the breastplate protects the heart. Did everybody get that? Say it, guys, kids. The breastplate, I can't hear you. The breastplate protects the heart. Good job. Okay, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> so polite. All right. We're going to open up our Bible again to Romans 6. Um, we're going to read 12 through 14 as we continue on this journey of learning how to, what this whole righteousness thing is. How do we go about that? In verse 12, it says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Verse 13 says, do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but you're under grace. And I don't know about you guys, but that's pretty powerful stuff there. That we don't have to have sin. Sin has no dominion over us. So we are not slaves to sin. We don't have to do those things. We can make the choice not to. Do we do that usually? Probably not. But we have the choice to do that. God says here in his word that it has no dominion over us. And earlier it says, don't let sin reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. That we are not members, to not present ourselves as members of to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present ourselves to God as members for righteousness. So we have been brought from death to life. So if you've asked Jesus in your heart, if you've made the commitment to say, hey, I want to follow this God, the God, you know, then you are a new creation. Then that means that you have been brought from death to life. And that means that you are not, that we need to use your instrument, our body, as righteousness, as instruments of righteousness. And we are not chained to sin. So we don't have to have, like I said earlier, we don't have to have that sin hanging over our head. We are not chained to it. We can stand against it with God's help. You know, this whole thing, we talk about this all the time, is that, you know, God wants us to lead others to him. That is our purpose in life. Like, that is what we are made to do. We are called to reach others for Christ. And that is what it's all about. And, you know, when we're wearing his armor, we don't have to live as a mirror of our past, but we can see ourselves how God sees us. And this is the crazy thing is he sees us as righteous because he sees us through Jesus. And even though we don't deserve that, that is how God sees us. He sees us through Jesus' Jesus's, 
um, death that he did on the cross, his, his uh, raising to life through Jesus. That's how he sees us, is righteous. And we don't have to live bound to our past or to our, the chains that we, we have put on ourselves. We are going to go um, to Ephesians now, uh, 4, 22 through 24. Um, does anybody want to read this one, Ephesians? Do you want to read? Is that better? All right. So it says, um, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and it's and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So like I was saying earlier is that when we made this desire to follow Christ, um, I think that, you know, for me, sometimes I forget that he lives inside of me. Like we don't have to be afraid because we are, the Bible says that we're more than conquerors through Christ. And so we I know that I forget that a lot. I forget about this power that's living inside of me. I forget that, you know, I have a God who is filled with the Spirit living inside of me. So the Spirit's living inside of me. So I don't have to worry about death or the things of this world. I can live as a follower of Christ and just keep moving forward. And I don't have to be scared or afraid of things that may happen. And I can rely on God's promise because we know that the Bible says that God keeps his word. And so we can rely on the promises of God. This breastplate of righteousness. Now, sometimes, so here's the deal also. Sometimes with me, I'm a control freak. I know I've said that before. And so I like to try to do things myself. Like, I can handle this. I got this. But this is one area, you know, uh, we are not righteous in our own self. We cannot be righteous. And sometimes we want to try to do the breastplate of righteousness by ourselves. But we can't do that. Because it's only through Christ that we have the righteousness in the first place. We can never be righteous before God by our own efforts. We try sometimes, but we can't. We only are able to be righteous because of his love for us and the gift of salvation that he has given us. That's the only way to be righteous. Um, He has pronounced us righteous. He has reconciled us to himself and removed our alienation and has transformed our relation to him into friendship. So we don't have to strive for anything. He has that for us. So we need to remember that. Um, so how do we put the breastplate on? What does that even mean? What does that look like? Um, I remember when I was little, my mom would literally like pray the breastplate, the, the armor of God on like every day. She'd pray it over us like every single day. And we were like, okay, we're going to be late. You know, get out of here. You know, just move on. You know, we're trying to get on, you know, get to school. But she would pray it over her, her children. She'd pray it over herself. She just would pray it over us every day. Um, so in order to get this breastplate of righteousness, we've kind of already talked about it, is that Jesus gives it to us. So that's the way we get the breastplate of righteousness. Um, we need to follow his ways. We need to do what the Bible tells us to do. We need to be making sure that we're presenting our bodies as holy unto Christ and not trying to do it ourselves. Um, I think that Je- Jesus commands us to uh, do what he tells us to do. I think that as followers of Christ, that should be our desire. Do we always do that? Again, no, we don't always do that. But that should be the desire, is that we don't have to live like we did in the past, that we have this freedom in Christ that we can move forward from our past and get to our, get to our future, get to where God has called us to be. Um, and th- that looks like one, one day at a time, usually. One step at a time, sometimes. One, one tiny step at a time, one big step at a time, one step at a time, following after Christ. Um, I'm going to read one more scripture here. It says in 1 Timothy 
First um, Timothy six eleven through twelve. It says, "But as for you, O man of God, flee from these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness." And verse twelve it says, "Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and about which you have made." the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I'm going to read that again. It says, But as for you, O man of God, flee from these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Here, Timothy is telling us we, need to, we are called to flee from the things that are less than desirable. We are to pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. That's how we need to be living our lives. That's how we're going to have this protection around us. That's how we are going to be, how we are called to live. We are fighting that good fight. That's what that looks like in faith. We're fighting it in righteousness, in godliness, in love. We're stand, stand, standing firm, in gentleness. So for me, when I read this, this verse really just kind of pierced my heart because it reminded me that I need to stop worrying about tomorrow. Like, how are my kids going to do school next year? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And start worrying about, am I showing love? Am I showing godliness? Or am I angry and bitter all the time? Mostly the last, okay? Let's be honest. Mostly angry and bitter for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> You know, am I being gentle or am I being a jerk? Am I holding steady? Am I being steadfast or am I easily persuaded by my feelings? Am I pursuing righteousness or am I allowing myself to be ruled by my sinful desires? Let me just tell you guys that I, Anthony doesn't know this, but I literally almost called him yesterday and being like, I cannot speak. I can't, I can't preach next. I can't preach tomorrow. I was just having the worst day of my life. I was having the worst couple days of my life. And I was ready just to like throw my hands up, throw the towel in, and be like, you know, I'm done. A few choice words, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of my job. I'm tired of speaking. I don't want to do any of it. I'm done. I just can't do it. I was so overwhelmed, so much stuff going on. And I was talking to one of my friends, and they're like, well, that's why you need to do it, because God's He's testing you here. You're, he's testing you. But then I just remembered that, like, just like a couple weeks ago, like Pastor Anthony was talking about us fighting this battle. You know, we're fighting this spiritual battle. It's not against my husband or my children or my friends or my family. It's not against anyone. It's against just, like, this oppression that was trying to just keep me down and trying to steal what God has for me. And yesterday I was ready just to throw in the towel, if I'm going to be 100% honest. I was just done. And God reminded me through people, through his word, that we have this armor. Like, I don't have to worry about it. It's not in my own strength. I don't have to uh, try to fight because he's going to fight for me. Like, I remember I have, you know, the breastplate wrench. I have the truth which holds it all together. Literally, is all I could hear yesterday was like the truth holds it all together. The truth holds it all together. And I'm reminding myself of what God's truths are. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. The Bible says that God loves us no matter the depth or the height or anything, not principalities or powers or angels or demons. Nothing can separate me from God's love. No matter what's going on around me, no matter what I'm facing, I know that I can hold on to God's truth because it holds it all together. And by the grace of God is why I'm here. Because I literally almost called you yesterday and was like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't do it. 
but I didn't because I know God wants me to share with you guys that I am 100% not perfect. I fail 99.9% of the time, but God still is here. His power is still here. His spirit is still living inside of me, and we can still stand firm and know that Christ will succeed. He will win the battle. We may not, we may be stuck in the war, but God's going to win the battle, and we don't have to be afraid for where we're at. And I know that's like crazy to think about, you know, just wanting to throw in the towel, but but sometimes I feel that way. Um, but I want to remind you guys, don't grow weary. We are all called to stand because we have the belt of truth. We know God's word is truth, and we can move forward in that. And that's why I'm here today, because I know God's word is truth. I know that I can move forward in that. I know that he has something greater for me. I know that if I just keep following him and keep my eyes on him, no matter what's happening on this side, no matter what's happening on this side, I can just go straight to him. I can just keep my eyes focused on him and keep walking where he has me going. And we know our accuser is Satan, and we know that he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And we know that when he tricks us or knocks us down with the same old lies, the same tools he's been using since the beginning, um, we can stand and say, no, I'm not going to go there. No, I'm covered in righteousness of God. I'm covered with Christ's spirit. I'm covered, and I am not going to go down that road, Satan, even though yesterday in the last couple of days I was literally running down that road, but God, like, I got reminded, and I was like, no, I'm going to stand. And I slowly had to, like, turn my way of thinking and walk back. That's probably the hardest part is walking back up the road from where you're at. And I had to turn my way of thinking. And I said, no, I'm covered in God's righteousness. I'm not going to go down there. We know that we are in Christ. There is no condemnation. That's the amazing thing about God to me is that I can stand here with my head held high, even though yesterday was probably pretty, was one of the darkest areas I was dealing with yesterday. I can still stand here with my head held high because there's no condemnation in Christ. And it doesn't matter what, the, what people say or do, I can hold my head up high. Um, we're going to get ready to close here, and I'm going to just pray. But I want to read this passage of Scripture, and I just want us to take a minute um, to kind of close our eyes and to focus in. Um, because I think it's really important for us to hear this passage of Scripture and what, um, what God has for us today. It's found in Philippians 1, and it's um, 9, verse 9 to 11. And I'm going to read it a couple times because, again, I just want us to focus in. So if we could just take some uh, focus in. The kids are going to be kids, and that's okay. But I just want us to kind of close our eyes and focus in a second. It says, in verse 9, it says, And it is my prayer that you, your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. Verse 10 says, So that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. In verse 11 it says, Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And I'm going to read that again. It says, verse 9, And it is my prayer... This is my prayer and God's prayer for us. But this was, was my prayer as I was preparing this message. It is my prayer that your, that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and to the praise of God. 
God, as we just end our time together, God, I just pray that you will just remind us who we are in you. God, I think that it's easy for us to get beat down. It's easy for us to forget that. I think it's easy for us to get caught up and get our eyes off of you. But God, you have called us. You have put your name on us, God. We are yours. We are your children, God. We are your army. We are your soldiers, God. And God, as, I, as we um, dismiss and leave this place, God, I just pray that we will be, remember that, God, that we will be soldiers for you, God, that we will be able to stand when things are getting thrown at us, when the enemy and the accuser is coming after us. God, we can stand and say, no, not today, Satan, not today. Because we have a God that is bigger. We have something that is much more effective, and that is you. So, God, as we um, leave today, I pray that you will just be with us today, that you will just guide us, direct us, give us strength, God. Give us discernment, God. Give us love for those around us. Give us compassion, God. Help us to stand firm in ways that we need to stand firm in. Help us to walk away from things that we maybe need to walk away from, God. Help us to know who we are in you. We are your children. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, um, we are dismissed for today. Casey's out helping some help, helping out somewhere else, so we're going to not have a song tonight or today. But you guys have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to go to the starting right table if you haven't gone there. If it's your first time, um, and be blessed.